Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. We've got a great program for you today, a great story about entrepreneur and leader and conscious company really doing well for the world as well as for business. Joni Kenwall Moore is the founder and CEO of a great company called Snacktivist. Randy DeCarly, yeah. the founder of a great company with a great name, Farm in a Box. Kirsten, tell us more about B. An impact player in the world and also has a family farm that is committed to ensuring healthy, sustainable food Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. Here's your host, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. My co-host is Kirsten Gouldy. Hello, Mark. Joni Kenwall-Moore is the founder and CEO of a great company called Snacktivist. We are a food company that believes that we can really build a better world through food and that food is one of the fundamental tools of bringing people together and building a better tomorrow for our kids and grandkids. Right now, we are food manufacturers, so we make a line of products. And our current line that we're focusing on growing is a line of baking mixes and artisanal flours. That is a beachhead. Um, that's really where we're beginning, but it builds into a whole larger play that helps to kind of reinvent the grain and pulse vertical, which when you think about it on a global perspective, is responsible for the majority of calories worldwide for humans. And it's a very neglected part of the food system that doesn't get a lot of attention from the health and wellness industry. It's kind of been shunned and demonized. But when you think about it from like a global food accessibility standpoint, it's the pinnacle, it's the basis of human nutrition for most people. And it mm. needs to be reinvented to be more sustainable, more healthy, more nutritionally dense, and uh, more energetically positive because it's, you know, it's what we, it's what we eat. When I first thought of the name for the company, I actually had heard it from some other bloggers that were out in the food and nutrition world. And they were moms that were activists for better nutrition for kids. And it just kept resonating with me, even though the word activist can sometimes have a negative connotation with some people, it can be a little bit arresting, but we think food and, and eating does need to have a little activist component to it because you can vote with your dollars when you consume food. And when you do choose to eat a certain way, not only does it affect your own personal health and wellness, mental, physical health, but it also contributes to a greater industry shift and an economic shift that has a ripple effect into multiple segments and verticals. So from manufacturing to farming to distribution to independent retailers, food is one of those things that it's an action that is very activist oriented if you want it to be. Now, obviously, there's a bit of a David and Goliath piece of this story too because oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean you're you're only trying to change the food industry <laughs> and the, um, the supply yeah. chain from the farm to yes. my kitchen table. That has been a huge learning experience. And in fact along this way, you know, we've really toyed with some other innovative ideas that were more technology based that would help to disrupt a lot of the supply chain inherent structuring of the supply chain, you know, distribution, networking, etc. And there's a lot of work to be done there. I'm still very passionate about that. But what we decided was that by building a actual consumer facing brand, it helps to champion the movement in a way that people start to understand what their connection is to food and how it impacts not only 
their bodies, but the, the environment in which we live and in our planet. So yeah, these are huge, huge systems. The major dominating forces that run the grain vertical are five global companies. They're all billion dollar multinational companies and they are very very centralized. So they have a very intense stranglehold on the whole industries. You know, we're really up against a massive shift here, but it's very important. Disruption is hard, but, but is there a wave of consumer awareness of oh, yeah. people who say, maybe I do need to rethink what I put in my body? Again, yeah. both nutrition and energy there's a huge wave. I mean, it's a massive consumer movement globally, in fact. And so no doubt about it, what a lot of people don't realize is that there's all these other things that we're worried about that also play into our food that go beyond just health and whether we feel good or not in the morning. And I think for-profit enterprises can have insane impacts because it can change consumer consumption patterns. Oh, hey, here's this company. They sell gluten-free baking mixes. And you know what? 20 years from now, I hope nobody even talks about the fact that we ever sold gluten-free baking mixes. <laughs> I hope they talk about the fact that we like changed the way Just we approach the world. Right? That we, yeah. Like that we, we changed the way that this whole, like we approach our grains and our legumes and that we made measurable impacts on other grain-based foods. Well, B, welcome aboard to the podcast. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. Kirsten, tell us more about B. An impact player in the world and also has a family farm that is committed to ensuring healthy, sustainable food for families and for people. So we'll let her speak to that. So B, welcome. We're excited Thank to you. have you. I'm excited to be here. I met two people that had an awareness about food and about where they lived that was quite unprecedented for young people in a food desert. Like they live in Grayson, Kentucky, and it's an absolute food desert. He needs to drive 40 miles to get to the next supermarket that has some kind of fresh produce. Nothing is local. They were raised on deep freeze meals, which makes you at least twice as heavy as you should be um, if you want to live a bit of a healthy life. So telling people that they need to eat healthy is one thing, but do we know if people have access to healthy food and what that takes? No. So I was like, how? Oh. So mobility is one thing. Agency about your life is another thing. And then it goes into food and then access to healthy food and living in community. I was like, great, let's build this linker farm on your farm. So that's what we're doing. So him and his wife are employed by us in us, for us, mm -hmm. we incorporated on the farm, the Alinker family in the US. We employ Alinker users only, and we build a farm that is fully accessible. We'll, have, we'll create a kind of food hub where people can come and learn, practice this about how to grow food, because many people have unlearned that. Can, grow, can learn how to prepare food, because many people have unlearned what to actually do with food to keep it healthy and then start growing in the area, converting tobacco farms into fresh produce. So ultimately, within six, seven, eight years, we will have a food hub that supplies fresh food to 27,000 people in that county. Mm. It's exciting. It's not, it's not exciting. that complicated. <laughs> it, I, lo I love really how a design thinker, you know, it's like the convergence of a hundred different things had to come in that story, but it's not that complicated. It's not. Uh, I love how really... you see it in your mind and you make mm -hmm. it happen. Well, our guest today is the founder of a great company with a great name. 
Farm in a Box. Brandy DeCarly, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Hello and thank you. Kirsten, give us a little background on what Brandy uh, does and what they're working on. Our goal is to revolutionize local food production and enable communities around the world to grow their own nutritional food with clean technology. The spirit of Farm from a Box, um, and just the name itself is pretty obvious in terms of what we do. We are literally farming from a box, and I can certainly explain what that looks like. But the spirit of it is to basically just give the tool set to communities so that they can grow their own clean, nutritious, sustainably grown food. And we just want to be that connecting mechanism to make sure that people are empowered to be able to do that. I'll just describe what this box looks like. I would love that. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. (laughs) So we we took a shipping container. Shipping containers are the easiest because you can just plug them in and move them and transport them and plop them back down and you've got this secured container. So we took a shipping container and on the roof, we outfitted it with its own independent solar panel array so that whether we're doing farming projects that are in urban spaces or whether we're in really remote communities, there's an independent clean power source that powers the entire farm. We have different uh, water pumping mechanisms that can connect to municipal line, connect to water pumps that are in the ground well, river, lake, whatever it so happens to be. That moves the water out through the entire field and drip irrigation lines. Drip irrigation, making sure that we're conserving this precious, precious resource of water uh, and enabling people to be able to grow year round. Inside of the shipping container is a cold storage unit. Uh, Most people don't know that most crop loss actually happens in field because there's nowhere cool to be able to store it. I mean, we're talking upwards of 80%, which is crazy. So we've got a system inside of the shipping container and we have wi-fi system to make sure that people have connectivity and information access and you can basically run the farm remotely get information off of your phone too so we're being able to to connect them with all kinds of information so it's a bit like a a swiss army knife of food independence is the way that i always like to to explain it (laughs) Yes. Well, you painted a fantastic picture. And, you know, we always give websites and things like that at the end of the show. But I I think if uh, people wanted to really visualize this, you've got to go to farmfromabox.com right now, see the picture, and then uh, continue to listen to us. So, uh, you know, let's go back to this mission statement, though. It's, It's such a bigger purpose. I mean, so much of that is also tied with who it is that we're, we're working to serve through this. Most of the world's food is produced at the hands of smallholder farmers that literally have no access to technology to be able to help them grow more productively, especially looking at all of the climactic challenges that we're dealing with right now. We're looking to really bridge that gap and bring sustainable food production back down to that community level. So we're working with indigenous communities and we're working with refugee communities. We're working with underserved all around the world in both the US and globally. And that has its challenges as a business, but it is so core to what it is that we believe in, in terms of making sure that we're really helping people get to what they need to do on on their own and do so in partnership with the biodiverse, beautiful system um, that our land actually holds so that we're not just approaching 
agriculture and food production from this extractive singular methodology, but we're really being able to really give back through the production that we have too. I know that this is my purpose and I know it through the challenging moments because it's through those challenging moments where I feel that fire in my heart and in my soul, not my mind, because my mind will sometimes try to talk me out of it, but I, I will feel that fire in those moments where I'm like, oh my God, I don't even have money to pay for my own life next month. Like, am I do it? How am I going to make this happen? But it is that fire that just keeps, keeps you pushing forward. I think that's really when it becomes clear that despite those fears and despite those challenges, you are so driven to continue moving forward and really stay in this place of building and listening and building and listening and continuing to go forward that you know that it's also your purpose. And one of the very foundational grounding points for me is that every single person deserves to have access to healthy nutritional food. And I believe that it needs to be grown in a way that serves both the person, but also the planet. And when we have the technology and we have the knowledge to be able to do so, we're going to do it. We are going to do it. And I do reflect back on how many guests have talked about the impact of their play. It's not just to get the balance sheet to look good, you know, or it's not just to raise more money or sell a company, but rather to change the world. Change the world. And I, I remember being 25000 that's all you wanted. Yes. Right? Like, that's it? That's all you're asking for that farm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Didn't make an impact? Let's get it done. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been another great episode, and we'll be back next week with another interview a person making a great impact just like this. We'll hear about their journey. We'll hear about their mission. And most of all, we'll hear about their practices as they pursue their soul's purpose. And that's what really IntelliKey is all about. So until then, here's to you and your IntelliKey as you advance your purpose in your own business and life. Take care. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintellikey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. Intellikey Leadership Stories is copyright 2020. You can find this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to Intellikey Leadership Stories.